Welcome to Pathless Podcast. The only podcast where players examine the differences between 5E while holding puppies that make too much noise while they walk around on the ground. So I am Ben, your DM. Hi, I'm Matt. Reed. Jeremy. And Sam. So this is episode two of our first season, known as Lightlessness. Last episode, our player characters had just failed to kill a couple of beasts that were bothering an elven farmer uh, by killing off some of his livestock and such. So we're going to jump right back into it by having the characters get to the morning and meet up with the farmer. So you guys wake up. or like, I, Theoretically, you're, you're already awake, but um, Fingen comes to the barn. And, uh, you know, the first thing he says is, They were here, right? Uh, I see the door. They were definitely here. Yes, sir, they were. Did you kill any? We're going to be, sir. We did not. They stole my trap that I was trying to use. I knew they were smart sons of guns. So, what type of trap did you put out? A hunting trap. I see. Did you get a good look at any of the beasts? Well... They'll appear to be wolf-like, and then a bitsy one humanoid. Probably a man. A man? Mm-hmm. Strange. Well, this is getting uh, a lot worse than I'd like it to be. If there's a man involved, you know, it's not just as simple now as capturing beasts. I agree. And I follow their trail. It looks like they went back to town. Huh. Well, I honestly don't know who would be out to ruin my livestock. That's Do you know any dog groomers in town? No, I do not. Any breeders? Nope. Any rival farms in the area? Honestly, no. There's, there's not many rival farms around Tribeca at all. Hmm. I assume it has to do with the forge. The heavy forge presence in town, probably. Yeah, I, I provide most of the meat for, you know, a lot of the kids at Unity and a lot of the people who work here, so... I couldn't see why someone would want to get rid of me. My prices aren't too high, and I've been doing it for years. Well, something seems amiss. Maybe we should stick around another day and see if they come back. Very good. Uh, maybe you guys would be interested in helping me... With the animals in the land, uh, you can get a better layout and be better apt at chasing down this individual if he comes back tonight. Maybe they will. I have to check in in town. Okay. I give me a give me a give me a nice little bottle of ale, and I'll help you out today. Okay. I think it would be best if I went into town and did some further investigation. Okay. Um, you have a strong back. Yeah, so more of a... What's, do, do you want to stay here and help out, or are you planning on going into town? I'm going to stop into town really quickly and see if I can find Uno or anyone who knows him, and I'll be back. Okay. Cool. So we'll work through everyone again. Notch, your plans. Sure. Uh, my plan, I... Had to rush back to town to make it look like I wasn't not there the whole night. So, you actually don't need to keep the library open 24-7. Okay. I think in your background it states like a couple hours after sundown. Okay. So, theoretically you could have left when your shift was actually over and um, your boss 
who is a dwarf Weather. named what is it? Weather. Yeah, Weather Lop Handle. Uh, you at least know he's out on a hunting trip. Cool. So, you know, jobs probably there this morning if you do want to go check out the library. Yeah. Well. Okay. Just to make sure. So you're headed to the library. Yep. Okay. You get there and jobs awake. Good. Um, I just wanted to check out some other books. How's okay. it going, job? Oh, it's fine. You know, I had a good time last night. Spent my normal ten silver on drinks. Tried to get a girl. Pretty close. Not close enough. Better like next time. Yeah. Kind of awful. You know, there are some some books in here. Half elves and you. Maybe you should take a read of that. I would if I liked books, but I don't. So maybe you could read and tell me about it. Maybe we'll check that out then. Cool. Uh, anything else Notch wants to do? Mm. No, eventually I'll have to catch up on some sleep. Okay. And Morva, you um, headed into town to find Una, right? Yeah. Okay. Where are you headed for information? Mmm... He was a forgesmith, right? Or he wasn't a... Uno is a forger. Yeah. Whatever you take that to mean is up to you. Um, You're right. But, yeah. You just know that he, he supposedly kicked out of town and wanted by some people for selling them fake art. Hmm. Alright, I'll come back to Morma. Yeah. Uh, Quarion... Um, well, in first order of business is to rent a room and get some sleep. Sure. Because I was up all night. Yep. And after that, I will be, uh, first asking around town, uh, to see who, uh, whether or not, um, I'm sorry, his name, the guard, chief guard. Yeah, so our chief guard is Travis Dorth. Travis Dorth. D-O-R-T-H. Dorth, Okay. To see whether or not he really is the highest up official in the town, or if sure. there's somebody else I can speak to. Sure, so um, we can fast forward a bit for your character. You are able to get a room in an inn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll just charge, I don't know what the new standard is, but one silver for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, after you wake up from all that, um, you do meet some guards, and Travis Dorth is head authority of the town. Is there a ruling council or otherwise, though? Like, some politicians, or...? No, there is not. Alright. Okay. Can I move on to... Babries? Um, yeah, I mean, go ahead and hop back for Tim for now, if you sure. want. Sure. Uh, there will be more. So, Babries, you did stay to help out, right? Yeah. Fingen, cool. Alright, um, so Fingen, you know, kind of has you getting behind some of these animals and just, like, tap them on the butt to get them out of the storecase, uh, well, out of the out of the large barn. And um, he brings you over while you guys are, like, getting animals out, and he's like, so strange. Uh, that, that lock that I bought for this door, I can't believe it just came undone. Did, did you guys do that? No, I don't think any of us did that. Uh, can I take a look at the lock and see if... Yeah. Is it broken? No, it wasn't forcefully opened at all but it's laying on the ground as if it just popped open. Hmm. Uh, 
Is there is it a lock? Like is it like a key lock or is it like a combo lock? It's a key lock. Uh, do you have the key for this? I gave it to Quarion. Quarion, you say, and that's the only key you have. It's the only key, yep. And who's the locksmith in town? Um, I believe that'd be Alfred. Okay. Well, maybe uh, when one of those two come back, or one of those uh, other three come back, we can see about maybe having a word with him to see if any uh, other keys might be out there. But it was locked on the inside, right? Yes, that's why I'm confused why a locksmith would help in this situation, because if I understand it correctly, you know, just from talking to you guys in the morning, the animals almost got in, and you didn't undo this lock and throw it on the ground? No, we didn't undo the lock and throw it on the ground. Uh, well, I was upstairs, so I didn't see everything. Well, I doubt that we would unlock the doors. It's a good thing that the uh, bar was in there to hold it shut. Did you not have the bar before? No, that's actually a new addition. I, I had the lock before, which is why I find this so interesting. I had just locked the doors shut at the center, and somehow they had opened without any sign of forced entry. Hmm. This is the first time that I see forced entry on the door. And they also said that there was a trap that's gone missing, too. Yes. So I wonder if there's somebody around here that understands uh, unlocking things, maybe a little magic-y. I'm, I'm not entirely aware. I just thought I'd talk to someone about it so it doesn't keep me up at night. Well, don't worry. We'll be up tonight taking a look at this, too. Uh, so show me around the area, and maybe we'll see about putting up some uh, torches for the night to maybe light up the area. That sounds like a plan, definitely. Maybe that might keep them at bay. Sure. So um, you, you uh, work with him, and as you're working with him, you uh, learn that he does do everything himself. He's been doing everything himself for a long time. Um, he's very controlling of his farm, and he's got this like natural fear of the farm going under, kind of like the ones in the South did, which uh, you should be able to connect with from what you've seen. Um, and... Uh, his uh, you know, his greatest fear, obviously, is that it go up for auction, um, like like a stock to be traded, or um, be inherited by one of his forge head sons. So, Fingen, are you? I mean, you said you're making enough money for this, right? For this uh, beautiful farm. Yes. Well, I I own the land, so everything that comes in is profit, other than what I spend on, you know, feed and care. And uh, out of character, this is a one of the elven, like it's like an elven like castle kind of thing. Like I saw. He before. doesn't have a castle, uh, you know. He, he he I guess he never built up that much prestige and stuff. And he has a northern farm, unlike the southern farms, where there's a lot more trade, so they got a little bit more richer. Okay. But uh, he is an ancient elven farmer, so he's been on this land before Felicia was founded. Oh, okay. So. Thinking. I mean, are you afraid that the king's going to take this land or something? Oh, not at all. I have nothing against the current king. Okay. Well, then, I guess we'll uh, keep an eye out and see if... Uh, are there any fences on the outside of your farm, or does it just open up? It just opens up. Mm. But uh, I'll provide you with torches to start setting up after we're done getting some of this work done. Thank you. So you'll be able to set up torches tonight. And I slap a cow's ass as it runs out of the door. <laughs> Sounds good. I like it. Um, so I can come back to Morva now, right? Where are you at, Morva? Did you decide where you're going to go to search for information on Uno? I guess I'll mm, head 
they're jewelers and they're forgers in the marketplace. So I guess I'll try the forgers because the jeweler didn't work out last time. Sure. So you go over to the uh, younger people who are selling these mechanical objects um, many times with lots of um, sprockets and gears and moving parts and stuff like that. And uh, these kids who are behind the thing, um, kids as far as, you know, I guess you're concerned, um, are kind of like snickering and really uncomfortable as you approach. I guess I'm just going to like... Is there any of, like, the sprockets just kind of, like, sitting about in yeah. the display? <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, they, we'll say that these guys are selling, like, um, these machines where a ball comes down, and there's, like, two paddles that you can push in, and if you hit certain things, they, like, pop up, and there's, um, you know, values written in common on the things that pop up. And the way the game works is that if you, you know, you can't let the ball get to the bottom, and if you get the ball get to the bottom, you tally up how many points you got. But it's, it's, it's some sort of game. Okay. Can I try this? Uh, you sure you won't break it? No idea. Well. What's it do? How, how much money do you have? I got some. Okay. This, this is actually our prototype. We're, we're currently in Unity, and we're building a game that we like to call um, Gold Ball. And you can see, like, the balls that they use are, you know, spray-painted or, or painted in some way. Not spray-painted, uh-huh. but they're painted in, to look like gold. Uh-huh. So, it, it's really quite simple. Um, maybe if you just, uh, if you want to try it, we'll only charge you a silver piece to try the game. I'm just going to, like, look at my change, and it looks like all gold of it. Here. Just, like, okay. throw one in. So they see that, like, you're very, very rich, uh, if, if that's how you're going to do it. And, um, you know, they, they turn around for you to play, and you they just drop the ball in this, like, little hole at the top, uh-huh. and you watch it, like, hit off little planks of wood as uh-huh. it comes down towards the plungers. And go ahead and roll a dexterity check, and we'll see how well you play the game. What'd you get? Eight. <laughs> okay, so eight plus your dex? No, it's five plus three. Eight. Okay, five plus three. All right, so um, the ball comes down, you know, quickly, a lot quicker than you had planned or, or thought, mm. and um, you smash the both of the buttons on the side uh, as quick as you can, but the ball goes right through the middle of them. And, uh, you know, they kind of laugh at you a little bit more, and the ball's in your court. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, actually, I don't think there's anything I'm looking for. Do you guys know anything about metal stuff? Well, we deal in metal. That's how we built this machine. Gold ball. How about, like, I guess this black thing. I guess I'll hold my medallion. Oh, we're not jewelers or anything like that. You know, if it doesn't have moving parts, we're not really that interested. Okay, thanks. Beauty is vain, man. We, we just said that beauty is vain, you know. What a waste of all those precious jewels and stuff just to go around someone's neck. Hmm. Okay, thanks. Bye. Cool. Alright, so you're done with them. Corian, I owe you something? Or no? Um, yes. So... Are there, like, woods around town, or...? So let's see. Tribeck. Um... 
I, I mean, there's probably sparse trees just because it's up in the north, but it's not, like, wooded town at all. Okay, okay. And there's definitely trees inside each and every town. Like, a, a, a good sign of everything from middle land of Felicia and up mm-hmm. is that there's lots of arbors and, you know, well-kept bushes and things like that, and that's part of the king's decree. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I'm going to ask around if there's... Uh anybody like any hermits or anything living outside town you know basically anybody that's people don't get to see very often that so fingan's name comes up Mm -hmm. um outside of that i'm going to say no okay and then i'm going to ask if there are any kennels in town any what kennels kennels Mm -hmm. um no i don't think that Pets are really a big thing at all. Um, they might talk to you about uh, some of the mechanical frogs that people are starting to make over at Unity. They're like uh, these cool jumping frogs that are made completely out of metal. Gotcha. But no dogs. There's really no need for them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Notch, it's been a while. Sure. Um, <clears throat> after sleeping... Um, I guess I wake up and it's like midday-ish. Sure. Or so. Yeah. Um, before I go into work, um, because I got plenty of time until sundown, I am going to, um, go into the library, of course, and I'm going to try to read up on some wolves, um, just get my, my knowledge ready for them. Sure. Um, specifically looking if there's anything that they're afraid of or how they hunt. Yeah, why don't you give me a check? What skill check corresponds well to what you're trying to do? Um, I have investigation. Does that work? Yeah. Or, yeah. That's fine. Let's do investigation. Sure. So that would be a 21. All right. Um, you come across that wolves can be trained like dogs with a whistle. Um... And that's the only pertinent information that you gather from all your investigation. Okay. All right. I think I am back to Bay Breeze at the farm, if everyone else is good. Um, Is anyone headed back to the farm yet or no? I think I'm going to head back to the farm. Okay. Try to get some sleep, because I know I need So you have a chance to come back to the farm, Morva. Corian and Notch are not really going to get a chance to get in in on any of this. So, um, Mm -hmm. Jer, on your way back, or Morva's way back... Uh, he actually sees this weird cart that is making a bunch of clunking noises piled high with supplies uh, ahead of him, and he kind of catches up with it. And it seems to just be a cart without any drivers or anything with a bunch of mechanics underneath that's rolling towards Fingen's farm. I guess I'm going to... Is there anywhere I can, like, get onto it? Sure, that's fine. Yeah, you can get on it. It doesn't move super fast. So, um... I'll just hit your ride. While you guys are working, Baybreeze and Fingen, um, you see Fingen look up and say, Ah, AWAG is here. And um, this mechanical wagon stops uh, right in front of the supply shed. Um, and Morva's right on the back of it. Hmm, must be nice. Thought I'd hit your ride back. These things, weird. I like it. Yes, this is actually a creation from shopkeeper Bubo. Um, he sends me all the supplies on it, and all I gotta do is wind it up and send it home. 
Uh, it saves me money, actually, because I don't have to come into town and... You know, he gives me a good price in that he doesn't actually have to come out himself and, you know, spend his time doing it. So I just send my order back on AWAG and, you know, everything comes in. One of the few pieces of Forge that actually has made a good difference in my life. Does the, um, do, do all, does your whole order get here on time? Yeah, I mean, time varies depending on how busy uh, Bubo is, but... More or less, AWAG moves at its steady pace, and uh, no matter how much I seem to load it up with, it seems to be able to get here every day. No, no, no. I mean, has there ever been anything stolen out of it? No, I, I haven't I haven't had that happen yet. Uh, Bubo is, you know, very respected shopkeeper in town, so I don't know that anyone would really want to mess with him. Aye, I see. Well, uh, Morva, why don't you help him take off some of the supplies while I continue to put up some uh, some torches. Cool. Okay. Sure. So um, you're helping unload and uh, Fingen starts um, laughing to himself a little bit. Well, it's funny. Well, actually, uh, it's funny that your friend Babry's brought up the idea of you know someone stealing from AWAG. I can only think there, there was a time actually where it ran some people over in town full of supplies, but it wasn't prosecuted since it's an invention in the name of Forge. Uh, you know, and he, he puts quotes around that, but, you know, he seems to get a kick out of the idea that, like, this Forge hurt people. You know, people using science and being dumb and getting hurt, so he was just laughing about it. Hmm. I've never experienced much of this stuff. Ah, that's very good. Where, where do you hail from? I'm sorry, I've been... You know, a little standoffish towards you, but... North, up in the mountains. So, you're part of the sect of Dragonborn that survived after uh, Murdoch took control. Yeah, whoever that is. Oh, I, I guess, uh, do, do they teach you much of history where you grew up? Little. Not okay. much. Not probably, that I remember. Probably not my place then, but yes. Uh, you, you seem like a kind fellow. I'll be sure to treat future dragonborns with a little bit more courtesy. I apologize for being standoffish towards you. It's okay. Cool. Alright, um... Can we skip to night to a degree, or does anyone else have any remaining role-playing to do? Mm. Good. Once my shift's done, I guess I, if I can make it back in time. Yeah, so your shift's, um, just so we're clear, Notch goes in from, like, four slash six, like that time of day in, in that world, and then stays, like I said, till like two to three hours after sundown. Cool. Um, and job and... Uh, weather. What was it? Weather. Yeah, weather. Try to take the day shifts most of the time. So you're working seven days a week. Um, you know how I don't have a calendar set out for this world yet. Sure. But yeah, <laughs> you're working every day. Yeah. Cool. So everyone got rest except Babry's. Well, I mean, I figure that once I put the torches, I can rest. You okay, know, cool. That's fine. So, yeah, you, you at least just take a siesta. Um, I'm not really interested in getting a, getting a, giving anyone negatives. Um, but, actually, I have a couple things to finish that I wasn't paying attention to. So, um, if everyone else is done, Morva, while you're hanging out with the... Um, hang out with Fingen while Babry's is sleeping... Uh, a elven older man comes up um, by horse to you. 
guys, while you're outside working. And Fingen looks up to him and says, Ah, Elden, what brings you here today? So, um, Elden starts uh, talking to him and he says, like, uh, You know, Father, I just wanted to see how things are going. You see that he's full Elven, and they have a discussion just about, you know, him being the only one taking care of his farm, him being Fingen. And uh, I don't know if you want to chime in at all and talk to either of them. But. Uh, I guess I might as well ask. You, hey, uh, sorry, who are you? Oh, I am Elden. I'm actually son of this old timer here, Fingen. Nah. You wouldn't happen to know anyone in. the. whatever this. Do I know this obsidian? I think I do. Yeah, you know it's obsidian. You know anyone in obsidian working? Well, I imagine that there's many in town who can work in that type of stone. It's not hard to work in. Hmm. No. It, it may it may be a dwarven make, though, given that it's rock. You know, many people here are jewelers. They don't really work with rock as much. Mason. Yeah, I found that out. Uh, have you been helping my father? Uh, yes, a little bit. Very cool. Have you gotten to the bottom at all of this uh, whole animals being killed off by wolves thing? Um, something about small wolves and some person, I think? Sounds like you really haven't, then. I'm not the right one to ask. Gotcha. Do you know if he's been receiving any help from anyone at night to yes. uh, protect his animals? I helped him, and three other guys did. Oh, really? Did. Yes. What is What has he been offering you to do that? A gold? Yeah, a gold. The golden knight, huh? Yeah. Well, he's always been fairly uh, lucrative in his practices, so very interesting. Well, Father, you know, he looks to Fingen. I must be off. I, I really wish you would find the time to enjoy yourself a bit then, instead of working these lands. And uh, Fingen just kind of, you know, rolls his eyes, and as Eldon's riding away on his horse, um, you know, Fingen says, stick it forge head. And, um, you know, that's that. Uh, also, uh, as time's passing between all these things, uh, go ahead. Oh, before, uh, he sends, uh, AWAG back. Yeah. I'm going to write at the bottom of the manifest, uh, one of the, one of the ales that I saw right about in the that book. book. Okay. So, um, just like, uh, blue ice or something. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tribeck's very own blue ice. Um, so that, that gets written on, AY gets sent back, uh, and wound up, and Travis Dorth also shows up, the town guard, and asks, well, I guess Baybreeze is awake, it's later in the night now before Corian and Notch have arrived, uh, any loss of cattle last night? And, uh, Fingen says, well, I, I decided to get some help of my own, so no, finally. And, um, you know, he kind of looks a little pissed, Travis does, in that, you know, the town guard's job is to protect the town and the outlying regions, and it seems like he's hiring mercenaries to take his job. So he kind of, you know, shrugs it off and says, well, I guess I'm not needed for once then. Let me know if I need to come back. I'm going to stop making these daily trips. And Travis Dorth is going to go off if you guys have no needs of him. Um, do I notice anything slimeballish about him, other than the fact he's a fat bastard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, he, he's definitely, like, rude to Fingen. Um, that would be a slimeball trait. And he obviously doesn't want to have to walk all the way out here because he is 
fairly overweight. I think that's easy to say why he doesn't want to come out here all the time. But he's happy not to have to do paperwork. Gotcha. And he seemed kind of like, uh, let me talk to uh, thing in. Sure. That guy doesn't seem like he cares very much, does he? No, that's unfortunately what happens when you live in cities for too long. You start caring less about the land and the you know, food that's provided by it. Well, maybe if he put down a donut and picked up a hoe, he'd be able to plow the field. Oh, yes. <laughs> I almost misunderstood you there. But <laughs> Whoops, I meant, I meant actually work the land. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay, um, so you guys all get back at night, and everyone is... Quarion, you still have the key. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, is everyone setting up inside again? We have torches that are all lit, illuminating the front of the barn and areas within 60 feet out from it. Yeah, I wanted to ask Fingen. Um, Fingen, were you up last night? No, I, I slept through the night. Just wanted to double check. Yes, yes, I wasn't up at all. Alright, uh, Corin, did you unlock this lock and I'm holding it up? No, I was sitting at the back of the barn. And the key was with you? I checked my pocket. <laughs> okay. And, um... I, like, I have, like, my thieves tools and everything. Do I see, like, any, like, nothing seemed wrong with it? You can roll an investigate check. Uh, sure. Um, a 15 plus a 5 is 20. Yeah, nothing seems wrong with it. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, nothing seems wrong with this, but... Let's use it again tonight and see if anything happens to it again. Uh, Quarren, do you think that we should stand outside today? About that. I have a genius idea. You, my fellow, happen to be blessed with a smaller size. So I think perhaps you should hide in the chicken coop. Since that is where we spotted our villain last night. I just, I give you like a really <laughs> shady look. Uh, and what's exactly in it for me? Why don't we all stand outside? Oh, because then it would be obvious with all these torches around that we were standing outside and they probably wouldn't attempt anything. But if no one comes around... That has problem solved, right? Only for the night. But only for the night. Once we leave, then... <sighs> I, I'll sit in the, in the chicken coop. Okay, we're good. And I propose we leave the lock off to allow the wolves in this time. I'm sure we can stop them from entering. Well, we if we leave the lock on, we can see if it popped off and how. But... If we just finished this whole thing up tonight, then we wouldn't have any problems, now would we? But what if we don't? What if the gentleman gets away and... Oh, I doubt he'll escape from someone as accomplished as yourself. I'm not as pompous as ye, lad. Just leave the lock on, just in case. Very well. Thank right. you. So, um, we have... I'm going to leave the lock off, and I'm going to leave the bar up. Sure. We have, we have Bain, Breeze, Bain Breeze is in the chicken coop. Who's inside the barn? 
the three of us. Yeah, I think I'm up okay. on the west side. No, again. no, I'm gonna keep you down. On the west side I'm again. Down. Yeah, we're going to just assault these wolves head on the second they open the door. Okay, so the door is not barricaded. Is at there all. any no? Like, is the barn too high with a roof? Like, I'm trying to wonder if I can get on top of a roof. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. I honestly I don't think, think that's, this is a bad idea. <laughs> it's probably not like worth your character going to okay, the trouble. Yeah, okay, sorry. Okay. You can no, if you fine. really want to, but I don't know if it's necessary. No, I'm good. I'll wait at the door like I did last night. Cool. So you're watching on the west side, but you can't because um, you're on the floor. Correct. Okay. I'm going to do my gatekeeper kind of thing. Just okay. kind of be like, you know. Okay. So the three of you are standing watch right at the north door. Is that right? Yes. Apparently. Yes. Is there yeah. a south door? No. Okay. Just, the south is just the back. The north door is just, you know, yeah, that yeah, direction. Yeah. And you were in the chicken coop, which is in the northwest of the north door. Sure. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so night travels on a bit. Um, about in the middle of the night, um, your passive perception hears a whistling. Uh, and... You look out the side where the whistling was coming come from was coming from, and you see a younger uh, half elf boy, which is easily lit up from all your things, walking towards the front door of the barn. Front door of the barn. Yes. Okay. Uh, Unless you stop him before that point, but yeah, he's headed that way. Sure. And does he spot me? No, he doesn't notice you at all. Okay. Um, I'm going to draw my short bow. Mm -hmm. and just uh, wait a minute to see what happens with that whistle. Sure. So he just keeps whistling. Uh, he's like whistling like a tune. Um, your guys' passive perceptions don't pick it up from inside the door, but you guys notice that the front door starts opening when he reaches the door. All right, get ready now. And I'm going Charge to fire. Uh, at the door or at him? Or? At him. Okay. Like the door's opening up, and I'm firing at him. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so nat one. So <laughs> I don't think it's gonna hit him. So you shoot the arrow inside the chicken coop, and it hits the wall inside the chicken coop, and it doesn't bother him at all. Uh, he, you know, pushes open the barn door, not sneakily or anything. On the inside. <laughs> um, right by and yeah, so the dragonborn. <laughs> so he pushes open that door, and you guys see a half elf boy in front of you, and he's immediately startled by you guys. Any response actions from you guys? All right, I'll be. Can I take a swing at him? <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go around clockwise here. Go ahead, Corian. I'm just going to stick out, you know, at throat level, you know, my sword. Sure. Yeah, he, he's, his hands are at his side, and he's, like, uh, trying to find his words. Ah, uh, it seems we've found our troublemaker. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any trouble. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm just here to take care of the animals. I brush, I brush the animals at night. Is that right? Yeah, you, you can go ask Fingen. Once a week, I come by and brush the animals. And Finnegan didn't tell us this. Is this what you're trying to tell me? I don't know who you guys are. What are you doing inside the barn? Notch, would you please go awake, Finnegan, please? Sure. I'll... We'll mosey on over. Okay. Inside, lad. All right, he, he comes inside. and I'm going to stay outside. I'll be like... I'll no, no. No? Close it back up the way we had it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Notch is headed over to Fingen's house. Yeah, after I close the Babies, door. Babies, you see the door open and close. The boy goes in, Notch comes out. 
Um, <laughs> he's headed over to Fingen's house. I'm just going to stay in the chicken coop, pick, pick the crossbow out, and say, it's a good thing that that didn't go off. <laughs> Alright, um, so you get to the house, and uh-huh. you're able to open up, uh, wake up Fingen. Yeah. What is it, son? Uh, Fingen, do you have a young boy that comes once a week? Yes, of course I do. Okay. It would have been good to know that. We almost shot him. Oh, I lost track of the day. I've I've been so caught up with having new help and things like that. and There's just so much for me to manage. I, I completely forgot. Normally, he's no trouble whatsoever. I don't have to think about him. Okay, we just need... Is there anyone else that usually comes? No, no, no. He, he, he's it. He, uh, he has classes late at Unity, and that's why he comes over so late. So Very good. Okay, I will uh, relay this information. Sounds good. Meanwhile. So, yeah, meanwhile. Name? Um, my, my name is Jack. Jack, do you have a last name? Yeah. Jack Dufarson. Dufarson. Does his name ring any bells, by the way? No. Should I make a knowledge history or anything? Yeah, he doesn't ring any bells. Okay, got him. I don't recognize the name Dufarson. What do you do? I'm a student over at Unity. You told me that you come here to... Do you care for the animals? Yes. So you do both? Yes. What kind of classes are you taking at Unity? Standard, you know, metal forging, putting together pieces. And that has a lot to do with animals. Is this what you're telling me? Well, no, not at all. Do you know what's been happening around the farm here? I have heard about the animals being killed, but I haven't gotten a chance to come out since last week. And uh, supposedly it's only been happening for the past, you know, four, I guess five days ago was the, the first kill. So. And what do you do on your days off? I don't have any days off. I come here on my time off after class. Your, your time off, then. Well, outside of studying and producing work for my classes, I come here to help thinking out and get closer to the animals. For what reasons? Do I have to say? Are you saying that it's suspicious and that I should not be believing you right now? Well, it's a bit personal. How personal is it? Well, as you can see... (laughs) (laughs) All I need you to do right now is look intimidating, okay? (laughs) I guess I'll just keep doing this with my hammer. Okay, so more of us pounding his hammer up and down in his hands as a Korean... Scares this little boy. Um, you know, he's, he's not a little boy, but... Uh, so basically, he, he says, uh, Well, it's personal in that, you know, you're full elf. I'm half elf. My father I never met, and this helps me feel closer to him. Hmm, I see. Well, we'll find out one way or another once Notch gets back. So, Babies, I think you had a response earlier. Yeah, I want Notch to... Um, I'm going to, like, wave over Notch uh, before he comes over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Notch, who was the, the guy I went inside? Um, seems to be a helper that pets the goats. Oh. Oh, good thing I didn't do anything to attack him. <laughs> uh, but listen, I heard him whistling as he walked in, and the door's open. You might want to ask him about that. I'm not sure if the doors are programmed to open to like a whistle. Did you guys hear that inside? I didn't hear any whistling. Did he just reach and open it with his hands? No, he walked up, whistled, 
And I thought, you know, dog whistle, a guy whistling a door, it might tie together. So maybe you should ask him about that. I'm going to keep an eye out out here. Okay. So also, Babries thinks the door is locked. Yes, that's the... Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just so we're all on the same page here. Mm, Yeah. Right. I I understood it, yeah. (laughs) Travel. I'm looking at Red Salmon. <laughs> he, no. yeah, Your character's like, a little smarter than you're giving him credit for here. So. Yeah, right. He told me that the door was going to be locked, and he like, after I left, he's like, no, no, no. I forgot about that part. <laughs> All right. That's right. So Notch gets back and mm-hmm. clears the boy's name. Yeah. Um, yes, this boy here is just a local hand, comes once a week. I see then. Jack, you have my apologies. This is a rather serious ma- uh, matter, so it you must understand that I can't simply allow somebody unknown to enter the uh, farmhouse here when animals have been slaughtered. That's fine. I, I'll probably just head home now if you guys are going to be here all night. Well, we, we won't get in your way if you wanted to. You have a job to do, right? Yes. Okay. So he'll stay and start um, you know, getting the dirt out of the coats of a lot of the animals, things like that. And time passes on, and a, another perception check from Wimble, as long as he's not drinking while he's in the chicken coop. I don't have any liquor. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's why he had to send out uh, for something. I should have just taken a little one, though. Uh, perception, you said? Yeah. Nine. Okay. Nine? Um, you don't realize it until there is a man uh, right next to you while you're inside the coop. Uh, he's not inside the coop, he's outside the coop. But, you know, you just weren't paying attention. And, boom, you now hear this, like, breathing body standing next to the coop. Alright, can I jump out and get him? Or can I stealth? However you want to handle it. I think it's going to be very hard to stealth out of the coop. Yeah. That's going to be the difficult part. Well, I mean, like, the coop's dark inside, right? Yes. So can I just, like, get, like, to the back of the coop? You're actually currently hidden from him. If, if that's what you're wondering. You can move to the back of the coop. It will require a stealth check, I think, in this situation to see if he'll hear you. Gotcha. Uh, I'm just going to scream, uh, it's him, and draw my blade. Okay. Uh, you guys are able to hear, it's him. All right. Go! Okay. So, so we hear... I'm just going to... They did we, did we put down the... Uh, we didn't put down the blocker, right? No. The door is completely right. unlocked. I'm just... Busting the doors open then. <laughs> okay. So and you guys push the doors go. wide open. Mm-hmm. And there was wolves headed towards the doors. And they're now going to sprint at you guys. Great. Mm-hmm. And we'll call you guys ready, so we'll just put everything into initiative. Um, with the lighting and where the man's placed, no one else notices this man except Babries, okay? okay? And the man is definitely startled by Babries. So depending on where he is in the initiative, I'll play that. Okay. So, everyone, do me a favor and roll your initiative and just write it. Uh, actually, I'll just put these cards in order. And I need someone to take the Chihuahua. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, where are you guys in the initiative? Uh, 14. 16. All right, and try not to look at my cards too much. Because there is a spoiler alert there. We have a 14 for Notch. Right? 14 for Notch. And a 16 for Morva. Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to set these up somewhere else. 
Uh, I guess I can just go like this. Alright, and what else do we have for Babries and Twelve for Babries. Twelve for Babries. Okay. And a seven. Seven for Corian. Perfect. Alright. Oh, oops, sorry not. So there we go. Corian. So we're going to start the round with the startled humanoid. Then Corian. Then wolf number two. Wait, Corian had a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Oh, I'm, I, I put these in reverse order. Oopsie. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, I was going uh, golf rules for an <laughs> <laughs> So let me reverse that real quick. So it's wolf three, Morva, wolf one, Notch, Babries, wolf two, Corian, humanoid. Oh, that's pretty evenly. Yeah, it is. It's all right. Really Can I have all your characters on the board? And let me draw up this map. So our map is drawn. We have Babries inside a 5 foot by 15 foot chicken coop with a humanoid next to him um, to the north hidden from most of the other characters. And then we have three wolves who are more or less in a line about 25 feet from the entrance to the barn with the barn doors swung open going out. Morva and uh, who who's playing that? Is that your character, Reed, in the front line there? Mm-hmm. No, that's no. Okay, Notch. that's the warlock. So Notch and Morva in the front with Corian right behind him. First up is Wolf Three, and this is Wolf Three. So, with my forty foot movement, I'm going to move straight up to Morva and make a bite attack at him. So, does a 19 hit? Yes. Okay. Morva, you were hit for 7 damage. Whoa! He chomps right into your flesh. Your dragon flesh. It's ridiculous. It's Morva's turn. I'm raging. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to take a swing at this wolf that just bit half my HP off. Go ahead. Does a... Is Rage only plus two damage, really? It's a shame. A uh, 13 hit? A 13 does hit. Yay! So, I don't know how Rage works in 5th edition. I, I haven't read up enough about it. But you think it only adds to your damage, not to yeah. your... It's not like add to strength anymore? It's not add to strength. Okay, interesting. Okay, go ahead. And while you're raging, don't you take less damage for yeah, certain things? Yeah, take half from bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Okay, so this uh, these attacks will be piercing in the future. Yeah. Um. So go ahead and roll your damage. Versatile. Uh, is it just flat damage now, right? You don't add your strength? No, you, you're going to add your strength. It's okay. going to be, you know... It's, it's your strength plus your... Oh, no, it's just the... Damage yeah, it's just your plus, strength modifier plus yeah. whatever your rage does. Okay. So what do you got there? You rolled a 3 on your d10. 4 plus 2 is 9. So 9 total damage? Yeah. Okay, so you, you cleave your hammer pretty hard into this uh, wolf's head and he is still standing but extremely bloody and mangled from your hammer. After Morva is wolf one who is also going to move directly up to our warlock notch and take a bite. (laughs) So (laughs) that's going to be a hit. Yeah. And I'm going to do seven damage to you. Okay. 
ridiculous. Alright. I'm okay. After Wolf 1 is Notch. Um. Attack the one in the eye. Sure, yeah. I'll use my spear to try to take down that one that our Dragonborn friend has started hitting. Uh, Nat 1 will not work, though. Alright, yeah, so we'll just play by stock rules for now and make up the variance as we go, but a Nat 1's just a Nat 1. You don't have to reroll or anything. It's just a miss. It's just a miss. I don't even think it has to be a critical miss. So if he had enough bonuses, he could still hit. No, I believe it's not. It's still a critical miss. Oh, it is still a critical miss? Okay. But it's just a, you're not going to drop it or anything. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Drop it, stab other people in the eye, etc., etc. You right. stab yourself in the foot. It's no now Baybreeze's turn. Yay, so I have my rapier in hand, and I'm going to attack him. It's okay, gonna you're going to set him out of the coop, try to, like, blind stab I imagine. I'll give you disadvantage for trying to attack him while inside the coop. So how would I get outside of the coop? Because he's standing so, right by the entrance. So we'll just say, look, it takes 10 feet to move out. You'll have cover if he actually tries to make an attack on you while you're moving out. Otherwise, you can take a disadvantage to thrust your blade through the chicken coop into his flesh. Um, well, I'll just walk out and go to attack him then. So okay. I guess I have to go like this and attack? Yeah, that's fine. All right, perfect. Uh, so a 10 plus a 6. So a 16. Uh, 16 will hit. Okay. And I get to roll a d8. So a 7 plus 4. Piercing. So 11. Alright. So I come out of the chicken coop and stab him in the gut. Reed, do you got something to say? Yeah, I just double checked. And if I am reading this correctly, it, attack opportunities are only now when you're leaving at threat range. So you can move around within the yeah. threat range. Okay, well I didn't take uh, one anyway, so that's good. Okay, cool. Good to know. Didn't we talk about that? I think when we were first... Probably at some point, but yeah. It's, okay. hard, it's hard to remember everything. Yeah. Um, Sorry. You literally stab him in the gut and his intestines spill out and he's dead, dead on the ground. Uh, you also notice that this is Elden Fingen's son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this just got awkward. And after Baybreeze is wolf number two. Who is going to move to here. So he moved closer to the front of the barn, but not close enough to attack. And then we have Corion. Alright, um... I don't suppose there's any way for me to get past these two. Tumble. Even though you can't anymore. So, yeah, I guess I guess we used to make acrobatic checks to get through. Mm -hmm. Um... Moving through a creature's square, I haven't encountered the rules for that yet. Uh, we'll take a quick pause just to look up and come back with what we know the rules to be for that. I think entering a square would incur an entire opportunity. So we came back uh, on page 191 of the Player's Handbook. We found moving around other creatures. It says that you can only move through a hostile creature space if they are at least two sizes smaller or larger than you which the wolf is not in this situation, and underneath making an attack, um, I guess melee attacks on page 195, we have shoving a creature. So using the attack action, you can make a special melee attack to shove a creature, either to knock it prone or push it away from you. If you're able to make multiple attacks with, a, uh, with the attack action, this attack replaces only one of them. 
The target you shove must be no more than one size larger than you. It must be within your reach. You make a strength athletics check contested by that target's strength athletics check or dexterity acrobatics check. And if you win, you can either knock the target prone or push it five feet away from you. So you can move into non-hostile creature spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for simplicity for now, if you do decide to try to make a shove well in a non-hostile creature space, we're going to just give you disadvantage because you've got to work around the other person within that square until we get better rules on that. So Yeah, that will be a bit difficult for Corian with his low strength. Therefore, I will be... Uh, Falling back on a fire bolt, which is going to be a ranged attack spell. Okay, against which wolf? The one right in front of a. Marva. Marva. Marva, yes. So he's going to have color from having Marva in front of him. Uh huh. In between me and Marva, but otherwise, the rest of the uh, ranged combat rules have been stripped out of this edition. Okay. So. Sounds good. I get a plus six to this attack, he gets a plus two to AC. That's not on the sheet. Alright. So, 14? Uh, you just miss. Okay. Alright, after Corian, we're back to Wolf 3, which is the wolf whose head is bashed in. Uh, he's going to make another bite attack against Morva here. And I'm going to roll that. Take another so, hit. Me. I got 11. You missed. All right. Yay. Wolf three misses, and it's Morva's turn again. I'm going to smash. No time. And I got a 10. Nope. All right. I didn't really hear that. You were going to smash another time, and you got a 10. Okay. Uh, Against Wolf three. Yeah. Cool. After Morva is Wolf one, who is currently adjacent to Notch. And these guys actually have a special ability that... (coughs) Uh, they have advantage when an ally is within five feet of the creature, so cool. I get to roll two d20s. I could have done that for the last one too, but I forgot. They're gonna hit me anyway, so. All right, my high roll was a thirteen plus four is a seventeen, and yep. that will hit. Okay, and I'm going to choose to roll damage on this one, which got a total of four plus two six damage. Okay, um, and negatives. Okay. Unconscious. Yep. Very good. After Wolf 1 was supposed to be Notch, so Notch, do you mind making a death saving throw? Death save. Nine. So, so not one quite. fail. Yeah, one fail. Baybreeze, your turn. Okay, so I'm going to step out from behind the chicken coop uh-huh. and draw a short bow. Yep. And that's my turn, right? No, you, you can shoot too. Oh, can I you shoot? You can draw the short bow as part of your movement. Okay, wonderful. Uh, so I'm going to Which attack. Which wolf are you going for? Uh, I guess the one that's not... All by himself? Should I attack that one, or do you want me to attack another one, guys? I'm unconscious, so... Whichever ones. Alright, so I guess I'll attack the one that's all the way in the back. Okay, uh, sounds good. Yeah, because it's not currently engaged. So that's wolf two. Uh, you did roll high enough to hit him. Uh, yes. And do... Short bows have a 19-20, or is it just 20? Everything is just 20 now. Oh, for really? Criticals. Okay, yeah. cool. As far as I know. Gotcha. Okay, so that's going to be 1d6. So a 6 plus 4 is 10. Yeah, you decimate that wolf. Your arrow flies right through the back of its head while it's facing forward and, you know, comes out its snot. That half elf got really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really destroying here. 
So that uh, he's not even two a down. Barbarian. <laughs> he's not even a barbarian. Um, after Baybreeze is Corian. All right, I will be stepping up, and I will be activating Thunder Wave. Okay. He's going to so. Yes. Um, what it does is it's going to hit a um, ten or fifteen. Let me double check. Fifteen foot cube in front of me. Uh huh. So it's going to hit these two guys. They take a Constitution saving throw for damage and a ten foot knockback. Sounds good. Um, I'm just pulling up my wolf's con save. Oh, before we get too far into everything, can I retroactively say I didn't kill that guy? Because <laughs> you can say I don't want to kill a thing if you're not going to kill it. And do you need 5th edition? You can do that in most things. You can choose to do non-lethal instead of lethal damage. Right. Well, um, it's like, it's a it's a thing where it doesn't take a penalty in this. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? No, I'll go no, with that. I'm, I'm pretty sure you were attacking to kill. I'm yeah, pretty I'm sure you were attacking to kill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many retroactives I want to allow in this game. Even That's if cool. you were drunk or not, and there's also the possibility <laughs> that you didn't even know who it was you were attacking. Alright, let me roll this con save. Reed, I got a con save for each one, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a DC 14. And I only have two wolves rolling their saves. So um, the first one got a 8, which is not going to pass. And mm -hmm. the second one got a 13, which is not going to pass. Okay. So they take 10 damage. Each? Yes. Okay. And nope. then get knocked 10 foot back. So the one wolf is definitely dead, which is wolf 1. Uh, wolf 3? Or wolf 3, yeah. And then the other one is still alive, but pretty hurt. Right. 5-10. He took 10 damage, right? Yes. Okay. And that was Corian's turn. Mm -hmm. So I'm back to Morva. I'm moving up to the snake. How many rounds of rage do you have? It's a minute, so it's 10 rounds. Okay. Wasn't sure. Just wanted to know. So I can do 10 and then attack, right? Yep. Okay. 24? 24 hits. hits, yeah. It's got 3 HP left, and... Uh, well, you get a bonus to damage, so seven. I doubt you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 7 damage. Okay. So I just kind of... 7 base damage? Self. Oh, no, you rolled a 1, and you got 6 after that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you drive its head into the ground, and a little bit of splatter. So, um, the three wolves are dead. Uh, Bay Breeze, I'm going to just say... Well, what, what are you doing? Go ahead, I'll, I'll let Babries <laughs> decide what he's doing with his body or how he's handling things. Uh, I'm just going to put my bow back as I walk over. And, uh... Hey, guys, we... We might have a problem here. No, I think that went exceptionally well. We just have to wait for Nash to wake up, and... I'm just gonna, like, we do a, like, be... growl. Because I'm still kind of enraged. And everything should be great. We've successfully thwarted this villain... Aye, but it's who the villain. He's he's a son. I'm sorry. The the young lad. Uh, um, not trying. Eld Elden is um. Fingen's son. Do wait. Do I even know that? You were there. Yeah, yeah was you were I there. there. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was me and him or if it was just. Yeah, him. you were both there for that one. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh no. You know you weren't. No, there. he was, was asleep. No, oh, he, he was, was there. He no, was no, no, he was asleep. Well, oh, no, you're right. Okay, you're yeah. Right. I, I, well, I'm going to call the ruling that actually you have not met Elden. So, sorry about that. 
Hey guys, we got him. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. <laughs> the yeah. body's right over by the chicken coop. Okay. I'm not sure if I should walk over there. <laughs> <laughs> no out of game knowledge here. Everyone Sir Would you mind dragging him over? It's a bit much for a smart gentleman. So more of a you go over to the body and you see that it is Elden, um, you know, Fingen's son, and you can drag him out into the opening with the other three wolves. Uh, we also make sure that, uh, um, oh my gosh, Notch. Notch is okay. Yeah, I imagine that uh, someone oh, yes. stabilized him after combat. So yeah, <laughs> no, don't don't worry. No man, you're bleeding out. He's not bleeding out. We, we finished the wolves very quickly. <laughs> yeah, we're playing this like you know friendly without encumbrance and everything. So I think we have to. You know, I, my character didn't say I was stabilizing him. Like, we'll, we'll give you an auto-stabilize at the end of battle. I think cool. that's only fair. Uh, so, yeah. So, what are you guys doing? You've got three wolf bodies and one elven body. And one notch body, or is notch awake? Notch is passed out. I can't just, like, do a little tap on the cheek? I, I think you actually can. I can be awake, but I can't do anything strenuous, I guess. Sure, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Alright, you wake him up. He says he needs a hour short rest to get his health back. <laughs> That's a bit specific, lad, but whatever you want. I could spend one day eight of my just, uh, Yeah, just just sit next to the bar and prop yourself up. While uh while our our young man, um Elder? Sorry, what's your name? Who? That's Quarion. Quarion. Where what did I write down? I know I wrote down. Uh, while Quarion go gets uh, Fingen. I don't think it's necessary. We can leave before the morning. Okay. Is that well, fine? It just occurred to me, gentlemen. You know what we can do with these wolves? Eat them. Well, we'll skin them first, and we can sell the coats along with receiving the reward for killing them. Okay, does any of you have uh, the ability to skin coats? I'm trusting some of you have the ability to skin <laughs> coats. <laughs> Hunter-gatherer. Yeah, survival. sure. Morva's, part of Morva's background, I guess you would know how to do that. Alright, hand me a knife. Alright, so Morva skins the wolves. Um, he probably built a fire because he was really interested in eating them. And morning comes. Everyone rests, assuming that the threat's gone. Is that okay? Yeah. So you can all take your hit dice worth of HP if you need it. Sure. Does the young half-elf lad uh, say anything about the person? Young half elf lad. Was he still around when he came? Oh animals? my gosh! So you guys <laughs> let Jack stay inside the thing, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So during the battle, Jack went into hiding mm-hmm. inside the thing. Um, someone, I'm guessing, called out to him. Sorry, my brain is like so so fried. But uh, so, so yeah, someone called out to him, and he came down, and yeah, he definitely notices that um, this is Fingen's son, uh, Elden, and he kind of screeches in terror. What are you so. crying about? We stopped him, didn't we? Uh, th- th- that's Fingen's son. Oh, dear. Like his only oh, son? right. Perhaps somebody should go wake Fingen. Have fun, guys. Alright, so you I, guys... I suppose I will have to take responsibility for this. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's sent home. Let's get him out of the picture. Jack Dufarsons, uh goes home. Uh, Morva is cooking wolves. Notch is resting for an hour resting, yeah. to get some HP. Babrys is resting as well, or? Uh, well, I guess I'll walk Mighty in camp with... Or... 
No, I'll walk in with you. Okay, right. so Bravery yeah. and Corian head over to Fingen's house. All right, I knock on the front door. I'm gonna need to roll that later. Uh, y- yes, he comes after some time. A little groggy. Um, Fingen, sir, I have some rather unpleasant news. What? What is it? Well, we have slain the creatures and person responsible for killing your livestock. That doesn't sound bad at all. Unfortunately, I was informed by your stable boy that the person who was doing it was your son. You have my... Which son? Sympathies. Um, oh, you have more! Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, Elden? Elden. And you know, he definitely gets sad and quiet. And uh, just says, like, uh, t- take me to the body. Yes, sir. So he comes over, more of us, like, chomping down on flesh at this point. Um, and uh, his first question is, well, 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 could it have been avoided? It, it was dark, and I imagine that um, I'm, that I'm, Wimble just struck the moment he saw somebody in the dark. I, I was unaware that you had a son. I imagine if you had sons, they'd be helping with you at the farm. Yes, well, sadly, it, it may be the case that Elden was trying a little too hard to force me into retirement. Uh, it's quite the pity. Uh, so he starts going, like, he, he uh, kneels down next to his son's body and just, um, you know, cries a bit and starts going through his belonging, uh, his belongings that he, like, are part of the body. And um, he pulls out this um, chime with a chain attached to it with a piece of metal at the end of the chain uh, that's used to hit the chime. And he says, oh, it makes so much sense now. This must have been uh, how he was opening up the door. I'd been missing it for quite some time, and you know, I, I had no clue where it had went. I thought I had just misplaced it. Um, he, he goes up to Bay Breeze and says, uh, you know, I'm sorry that you had to, you know, kill in order to protect my farm. I hope that you'll take this uh, as a remembrance of my son. He, he wasn't all bad, you see, and uh, I couldn't live with this knowing that it's what he used to try to, you know, trick me. So he gives you a, a chime of opening, and he tells you um, that you can tap it with a metal stick to... Uh, open up any lock within, I think, 50 feet or something like that. It's page 158 of the DMG, if you want to write that down. But he, it was his. He knew exactly what it, what it does and what it is. Page what? 158 of the DMG. And um, he also states that uh, it's been used many times, and it's likely going to break soon. Well, and depending on how often his son used it, it could be the very next chime will break it. Right. Well, I'm sorry that this had to come to pass for you. I know it can't be easy losing a loved one. I've been there myself. I'm sorry that was the reason that this happened. It's fine. I think I'll go back to bed now. We can deal with the money in the morning. Yes, yes, of course. Cool. So, morning time comes, guys. If no one else has anything to do. Uh, Jerry, you've got three pelts. Three wolf pelts. Can I take a uh, rest after I'm done eating the wolves? Yeah, everyone's going to rest. Okay. Yep. So I don't see my max. I only get that once. Cool. Um, 
And in the morning, you guys receive uh, three gold pieces total. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's taking them. You guys, I, I will hand them out to the other three. three. Yes. Okay, so everyone can add one gold to their sheet except Corian. Corian, Corian, do you not want this? I did not participate that much. Oh no, it's quite all right. I manage the affairs. If anything, I suppose I shall collect on the wolfskins then. What? I I will take them to market to sell, and then we can split that. Oh. Okay. All right. So you guys are now done at Fingens. Uh, is everyone clear headed back to town? Yeah. All right. Good. So um, we'll leave it at that and finish today's episode. Thank you again for tuning into the Pathless Podcast. Uh, again, please rate and review us on iTunes if you can. Spread the word. Thank you so much for listening in. We're going to actually take a quick break and come back for Tavern Talk, where we should be discussing some things related to our first combat in this campaign. Welcome to Tavern Talk. Today we're going to focus on combat in 5e. A lot came up in the main episode as far as combat's related. Uh, I think we talked about range combat a little bit. We had to stop for a second to look up some rules on, uh, how to get through people's squares. So, um, overall feelings on combat in 5e. I know it was a short battle and wasn't a lot of movement, but any ideas from the rules that you guys have read so far or thoughts related to that? Um, well, I think that maybe one of the reasons why there wasn't a lot of movement is because now, from what it sounds like, without the five-foot step, they don't want a lot of movement. So... It no, seems no, no. well because you have uh, you have skills that control people to get them away from our teammates. So it sounds like they don't want people to five foot step and shoot, five foot step shoot. It sounds like they want a member to be a controller and push the enemies away to give relief for the power hitters who are ranged. I, I think that was just this situation. That's the only reason why it feels like that. Okay. Um, back to you only take a tower opportunity for running away from people. You can move a whole lot in this game, so there is definitely a lot more movement available. And it was just because we were stuck in the between two barn doors and couldn't get out because the wolves were in the way that there wasn't much movement, I don't think. So let's talk about this. The five-foot step was important in Pathfinder especially because it allowed you a full attack action. I don't think there is such thing as a full attack action anymore. You have an attack and a second attack if your class feature gives it to you later. So you can move your full movement, broke it up however you'd like, and spend each attack action that your class grants you. Um, And you can run around in circles around an individual as long as you don't leave their threat range. So that much we know rule-wise for movement. Um, There's definitely less focus on having to worry about five-foot steps, which I think overall is a benefit. Uh, You know, I I get my actions each turn. I can use them how I want to use them. Like, I don't have to worry about the rules about how to use my actions. Um, What about the different types of actions um there's dodge disengage i I know none of us really use those does anyone think that they're really useful at all i don't know if everyone wants to open up to look at them or if you guys know what i'm talking about but i probably should have used disengage instead of standing in the middle uh and getting knocked out um because i'm so used to five foot stepping i was like oh i can't go anywhere and i should have just disengaged and gotten myself out so that would allow reed to have moved up and take my spot. So, what health were you at during that? Uh, I have 10 max, and you did 7 right off the bat, and then you did another 6. 
Okay. So, so you're at three health? Yeah, yeah, I was at three. Or at least dodge, but... So disengage is equal to in a Pathfinder what? What was withdrawal. that called? Withdrawal. withdrawal. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. full withdrawal. Um, so does disengage provoke a, an attack opportunity? No, that's the, no, that's the point. So it's like it. a full... It's just me getting out of there without provoking attack opportunities, and that ends my turn. Um, so this is how it reads... Option. Page 192, disengage. If you take the disengage action, which is an action in combat, much like attack is, so I think you use it instead of your attack action. Okay, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's how it works. I think it's like a standard action. I don't think that they have standard actions, though, at all. So that's... Actions are standard actions. So okay. When it says action, it means standard action. So there's a move action and standard actions, which are actions in combat. And, and then reactions. And then reactions, which we haven't gotten to yet. I haven't actually seen on any characters yet, either. So for disengage, if you take the disengage action, your movement doesn't provoke attack or opportunities for the rest of the turn. Cool. So, so I could have disengaged, and then if I wanted to move, use a move action, I could have. But. So I don't know if that works with withdrawal, too, but from the way I read disengage, you can literally run through 18 enemies. Past 18 enemies. Run past 18 yes. enemies with disengage. Unlike withdrawal, where you just kind of had to take steps back from one enemy, and if you entered a new attacker opportunity area, you were screwed, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. you're no longer stuck in a bunch of enemies. You can, as long as there's a path You can weave your way out, yeah. yeah you can weave right. your way out. Right. Well, with that movement, the wolves had, what, 40 movement? Yeah. Yes, they did. So, I'm not sure about you guys. What's the standard for, like, movement on a character? Because mine's 30, 30. 30 feet. The third? All right. 30. So, I mean, it's not like we can ever escape from a creature using that so i like that but then creatures can escape from us using that tactic yeah too. but we can always shoot them down as they run away right which is nice that we have free range characters yeah. <laughs> um so the other actions in combat that we didn't get a chance to use are dash uh which gives you two times your movement in one turn and denies you an attack action or a standard action that is your standard action. And for the record, the difference between that and run, I believe, is the fact that you don't have to move in a straight line. Is that accurate? Yeah, it doesn't say anything about a straight line, so that works. Uh, I don't see run here, and it's probably underneath movement or something instead, but it's not an action in combat, so I'd be interested to know where that pops up. But, um... Dodge was the other one, which is where you use your action to stay where you are instead of disengaging, and all attacks against you yeah. um, has have disadvantage. Right. If you can see the attacker, and you make dexterity saving throws with advantage during this time. Yeah. So that's interesting too. Like if you need to stay on the front of the line and be like a shield bearer, mm-hmm. you can at least be good at not getting hit. Yeah, yeah. it's like the total defense action. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's more beneficial, though, than a plus four to AC. Yeah. I mean, it would really depend. For me, I only have an AC... Sorry. I only have an AC 11. So it was... I'm probably going to get hit from these guys. Regardless, yeah. Yeah. Well, at disadvantage, I mean, they have twice as high of a chance to roll low. Yeah. So we didn't do any flanking, probably because the combat doesn't ask for it, but I did find that flanking is back in the DMG. Well, there, I did not, oh, it's back in the DMG, I haven't gotten yes. that far. It's not in the player's handbook, it is in the DMG as an alternate role. Okay, well, I like not flanking, um, like this, because if I were to stand next to you guys, or even if I were to attack one of those wolves that you were fighting... I would have gotten my sneak attack bonus. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't need advantage to use a lot of, like, those side things that rogues have. 
I'm not sure how your guys work. And I also haven't, unfortunately, I haven't looked into the feeds hard enough where there might be certain feeds that are better than the others, like, you know, for lack of words, that might give us more, it might give us advantage more often than what the game should technically allow. So there might be a, um, there might be a feed out there that we're looking for. So with the flanking, is it that plus two bonus that we're, that we know and love? So, um... Where is my DMG? Uh, your books. Oh, Jeremy, can I have the DMG? Yeah, let me just look it up in the glossary here. Well, I'm looking up flanking for you guys. Uh, there's also help and hide and ready in action and search. I don't know if any of those are really that important to use an object. So uh, I wanted you guys to kind of talk about how you thought these enemies were difficulty-wise. Um, let's discuss AC and HP. Uh, the standard HP for these wolves according to the monster manual, is 11 hit points. I rolled them out randomly, and you had some below and some above. But um, know that they're only a challenge rating of one-fourth, and just like when we did the pre-packaged campaign for the starter set, it seems like these monsters are easy to hit and not so hard to fell, but if they hit you, they hit pretty hard, too, at low levels. Right. So, mm -hmm. so Joe, why don't you say because you got hit first? Yeah. Um, I am a Romarian... With 15 max HP, so to have gotten hit for 7 on the first time, uh, well, first attack was pretty bad. Uh, thankfully, I have Rage, so that gave me half damage reduction to piercing. But otherwise, I mean, it took out Sam in two hits. Mm -hmm. So that was surprising. And Sam is a spellcaster. Yeah, so I guess, I guess two hits on a spellcaster at first level is the status quo. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. decent to me. I mean, I think warlocks are a little heftier than wizards, but so the way I look at it is, I don't actually know that they were that much. I, I don't actually think they were hitting harder than wolves in Pathfinder would. I feel like wolves in Pathfinder did D eight plus two or something like that, so they did slightly more damage. Yes, but at the same time, they didn't get their auto trip like uh, wolves in Pathfinder. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see auto-trip in here at all. Um, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So that must be the trip. But I didn't think you guys were considered creatures. I thought that was towards other things. Uh, we, I guess creature is a new term that they came up with and we're going to have to figure out. What, what a creature is. Yeah, I, I think a creature is any, anything. Oh, really? I just thought it was so weird that they said if it is a creature... So yeah, I guess I could have knocked some of you guys prone. I just had read it as if like you have to be like a oh. familiar, an animal, or something. Yeah, that might be. It might be like mm -hmm. for familiars, like for like druids, because I know because can't druids take wolf form? So it might be That's interesting. Because I have a spell that says each creature within ten foot takes damage, so I don't yeah, want to so use that because like I thought. Just... That would be including our party. Yeah, I actually think creatures everything. So we're gonna have to yeah. really, yeah. That that was a big scrub. Um, you know, it could be my fever, but creature would be everything. Uh, so those wolves were going to be a lot worse than that. So for a party of four level one characters fighting off three uh, one quarter, yeah, you know, one quarter CR creatures, that would have been pretty pretty tough to uh, handle them while they're knocking you prone. Now, I don't think they get attacks of opportunity while you're getting up while prone, at least. No. Well, not as far as I read in the attack of opportunity section. The attack of opportunity section said specifically leaving at threat range. Gotcha. So, unless it was stated in prone or getting up from prone, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I don't think it is. I think prone just costs half your movement. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Alden was just a commoner, so he, he has literally zero XP and zero CR. So it was just that three quarters plus I gave the extra, you know, one quarter because there's three of them. But, um, you know, I'm not sure. I couldn't find building an encounter on the DMG or the Monster Manual where, like, Pathfinder has the chart that says, like, mm-hmm. the EL equals this. Uh, I couldn't find that here. All I found was, you know a CR is equal to, if it's one, then it's a party of four first-level characters if it's two. And that's what we know from 3.5 anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, the building encounter has always been a problem, though, because it's one of those things, like, if it's a once-per-day encounter, then it has to be harder to be a challenge. And the fact of the matter is, is that was a once-per-day encounter, but it was only CR1. You know, so it kind of feels like we should have been able to handle two or three of those when we clearly wouldn't have. The only other argument to make, though, is that we didn't have a healer in the party. So, And another thing to think of is that maybe 5th edition is built for heavier hitting creatures, uh, not including the wolves with us, but I thought that me felling a wolf in one hit, Yeah. and then, I mean, Jeremy rolled really low, twice, right? And then when he rolled his damage, he also rolled, what, a 1 and a 3? Yeah. So, I mean, when when we're rolling poorly, mm-hmm. it kind of makes the creature seem a lot harder. And I didn't use, like, my... Like, I didn't have my sneak attack on me. I was out of the battle for a full turn. And um, you guys kind of got rushed before you even had a chance to do anything. Uh, so that's just a matter of initiative. So with the low levels, it sometimes comes down to, did this initiative hit... Did we roll well? And, I mean, my bonuses, I feel like my bonuses are really high yeah, I for agree. level one. Mm-hmm. And especially with, like, the whole finesse weapon, like, it's it's awesome that a ranged character will have a bonus on their, like, the dex bonus on the damage and the hit. Yeah. So. And, again, I feel that is actually extremely unbalanced, but... Yeah, we'll have to play that a little bit more. But, yeah, it, it is weird that ranged characters are getting so much damage-dealing ability just from their dex modifier. Especially since you don't take damage back from ranged. Like, the balance always was is that you're dealing less damage because the other team has no chance of hitting you. Right. Well, my, my range damage is a 1d6, whereas everything else is 1d8. Define everything else, really. Oh, well, my rapier, I'm sorry, that I'm using. And, like, most of the melee that I've, I've found that I can use mm-hmm. is 1d8. Whereas so, my range so you're is one dealing... six, it's it's two base. I understand that. I'm just saying, or it's two. It, like, it's one damage less. Right. On average. on average, one damage less for the opportunity to not take seven points of damage from a wolf. Right. Yeah. But then also, if I get rushed, then I have that issue with using a range attack. While but you can easily switch weapons in this edition. I can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't seem that it seems that every character should have like a range half. Yeah. That's what I was going to try to it's, say. It seems to be more balanced. I like think your they're encouraging. Be... Yeah. Encouraging melee and range in one instead of having this guy is always range, this guy is always melee. And I think that they definitely give you a lot more proficiencies from what I've seen to get the opportunity to use more weapons and do more things. But um, I wanted to move on from that real quick. I have the flanking thing ready. And I did read in the bestiary along the lines of this whole entire discussion that they tried to make it so monsters have more health and less AC. And I think that's why we're doing more damage and find it easier to hit. And I kind of like that. I think it's more rewarding gameplay. You know, we don't want to be missing all the time and saying, if we could just hit three times, we could fell this creature. Well, now we'll hit five times to fell the same creature, but we'll get to hit more often and miss less. And I just think that's a really good thing. 
Um, so for flanking, it's DMG page 251. It's optional role. And um, they talk about using miniatures, obviously, because I guess it, it's uh, really, really hard to call flanking if you're doing it in your head. Um, so flanking on squares, when a creature and at least one of its allies are adjacent to an enemy and on opposite sides or corners of the enemy's space, they flank that enemy. And each of them has advantage on melee attack rolls against the enemy. Mm. So um, the picture is kind of confusing to me. Uh, they're showing like a large creature... And it looks like they, they definitely have to be on opposite sides, uh, like what we do in Pathfinder. But then on hexes, there's, like, this gray area where, like, there's pink areas where they could be, like, on opposite sides of the hex. And, you know, I'm showing everyone the picture here, but um, it looks like... Are all these flanking areas, you think, in hexes? Or do they have to be complete opposite to the creature? It, I don't know. It's one of those things we're not using hex, so maybe it's just not... Yeah, well, yeah, so, so we don't know Hex as well, but as for squares, we get advantage if we're actually flanking, if we play by that optional rule. And I don't know that I want to yet. I know that like, we use flanking a lot in the past, but I just feel like we shouldn't need it, and maybe we'll use more abilities and things like that that give advantage. So any wrap-up thoughts on combat here, guys? So far, I seem to like it. I did well in the combat, so it's easier <laughs> for me to say. Yeah. Three um, creatures or just two? Just two. Okay. Uh, another one was like a low, it was a zero CR commoner. So, um, I don't mind one person going down in battle, uh, and one person being kind of like lowered in health. We had two people who only use what? You use one of your daily spells, mm -hmm. and I just, you know, use a rapier and a bow. Um, did you use a spell, Sam? No, I tried to take out the... So we had two spell casters, only one of them used one spell. Yeah. And we had a guy who got uh, kind of blindsided, mm -hmm. who is a very glass cannon melee character. So it makes sense that he got half of his damage taken off the first turn. Because afterwards, he gains half a damage reduction. Yeah. So it almost... I mean, to me, this this seems... I like what you said. We hit them more often. They go down. So I liked it. Yeah. If I didn't roll on that one, I mean, I could have hit that one wolf and made it easier. And then you'll also heal, too, overnight, right? You take a full heal. Yeah, on a long rest, you get all your HP back. So I'm sure we long rested at the end of this barn. If it, it might come down to the fact that we're not going to go through massive amounts of dungeons anymore. We might have to go through, like, you know, like we might have one encounter per day. We'll see how the healing goes and how the potions go, too. So that might just be just something that plays out. But I like the way it came out so far. Me too. Alright, uh, thank you for tuning in to Tavern Talk. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do through, so through our Twitter account, PathlessPod. Uh, you can also go to our website and comment on these episodes. There is a link in the RSS feed on your device, and uh, feel free to leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes. So, if you want to get lost at sea, then it is Talos that you seek. Goodbye. <laughs>